Hello, everyone, and welcome to the five-minute version of my interview with Louis Peachy, an Australian Aboriginal physician and a man who's had many accomplishments and many challenges that he's overcome. And he, we're here at the Australian Association for Psychological Medicine Conference, and We've just talked for over an hour and just to seduce some of you into listening to the longer discussion that we had, I want to ask Lewis, so what was the most important topic to you that we talked about today? Um, about overcoming, about my book, and about the future. About, um, uh, with the world that a lot of Aboriginal children are still born into is a world that's not kind to Aboriginal children. It's a world that doesn't give them the greatest sin that was committed against Aboriginal children in the history of this country being the theft of health. Uh, so, so the theft of land was not a good thing. Um, the theft of culture is also not a really good thing. But beyond those two things, the worst thing was the theft of hope. And when you take hope from a child, you take away their future. There's nothing that's left, you know. Um, um, but the secret to it all is if you can re-inject that child with hope, if you can give that child a belief that they can actually change the world that they're living in, that they can change their circumstance, that it's actually possible and plausible for you to get out of your hope, that it's possible and plausible that despite the circumstances into which you're born, that you can have a life like everybody else. And if you can give that child hope, then in fact you've given the world. Um, and, and that, that's the message that we need to give to our young people. Education is an incredible one for it. And what we need to do as adults, before that child gets education, is to give the child hope, to give them a, a reason to believe that they can do it all that And that's incredibly important. And, and one of the things that I remember that I was so deeply impressed with was when you were born, you weren't a person. Yes. <laughs> and, and so you were like Pinocchio. Absolutely. So I am Pinocchio. When I was born, um, um, I didn't count in the census um, um, that I was excluded from the Constitution of Australia. So, so the, the terms that you mentioned at the chapter book and the Constitution actively excluded us. So at the time that I was born, I wasn't even a real boy. I was a subject of feminist, but, but not a real boy. And it was after that we went with Brendan. And then not to make me out from being an Aboriginal to being a real Right, right. Quite a story. And and I was also impressed with with when you talked about closing the gap and how um you your mother didn't make it to high school. No, but did primary school and she didn't go to high school, she was a high school servant. And a single generation in our family where they from somebody being a domestic servant, somebody who actually had to go to life in the medicine, um, uh, get a postgraduate fellowship, um, get awarded by that college a life fellowship. But the but, you know, these are just extraordinary and unimaginable things. Um, um, that that I know that when when Grace was a child going to primary school in Queensland many, many years ago. Uh, the inspector for schools have come along, there's no chance 
that everybody said, oh, so he's going to have a blank future. Now what are you going to say? Rosia is going to have a son who becomes a doctor, and then she's going to have two grandchildren who are a bit and a bit big. That would just never have happened. Um, if, if the headmaster had thought that, he would have been writing a subject for institution. So ridiculous in the first one. Um, um, and so what can happen if a child just gets a wife for them? And I, and I think one of the things that came from our discussion is the hopefulness that you carry. Yes. And and the sense that things have improved. Things have been as as bad as things might be, things are so much better than they than they <clears throat> ever ever were. You know, if we go back just a generation before men, um, uh, uh, people would were being tortured um, for speaking in their own language. Um, um, uh, people were were being herded up into the concentration camps known as the machines. The terrible, terrible things that happened to people, and everybody was okay with it. And now, just you know, another generation later, um, things are so different. Um, um, there's a long way to go. There's a lot of Aboriginal people for whom their lives have not improved significantly. But two thirds of us, two thirds of us now live in other countries. Two thirds of the Indigenous Australians live lives that other people would not have seen as being particularly different from their life. Um, um, that, that we have been closing the gap, that we have been doing great strides for it. And you know, the young people in, in the Australian Indigenous Doctors Association, these kids are not just coping, they're thriving, you know, and they're pushing it, they're hitting above their life. You know, my own college, that there's a bunch of young Aboriginal people, young Aboriginal doctors, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander doctors, who are there, who are, who, who, are achieving things at a young stage in their career, which for other doctors, even for other doctors now, is unimaginable. These and these people are just aging people up, which and they they tell me that they were to the promised It's the I had that I noticed sorry this is a, 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 a very modest thing to say, but I think I have an understanding of what what Dr. King felt like, where he said it doesn't matter to me. You know, mm -hmm. that, that I don't care if I have to see the promised land because I look at these young people and I know it will happen, that we will cross Jordan and, and we will get to the promised land, but they will be there. These young people are unstoppable. They are amazing. And it's just fabulous to see. And that's, and that's incredible. And so that's the end of our short version of the interview with Louis Peachy, and I hope it's inspired you to watch the long version, which is really good. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you, Louis, for being a part of this program.